start. Uh, we're live streaming now. Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, you might, uh, Amy thinks she might be able to play uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside." I I can, but I need to see the the sheet music. Uh, oh yeah, there we go. Um. I'll do the other side. I don't know E B. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, sorry, I was just doing the okay, so I really can't but, but baby it's cold outside. When you told me you could play the... No, I'm just joking. All right, do it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sing back up. I'm going to be the girl. Okay. Go ahead. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. Okay, we're going to bail on this idea. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Uh, how's the audio on this? Because I had to adjust it because I uh, it's going to be for two people. Are you guys there? We can't find Sidekick Bear. <laughs> I, I, I've been looking around everywhere for Sidekick Bear, and I think he's gone. I actually like the new positioning of him. You, you, where? Oh, there's Sidekick Bear. Yeah, I, I was going to run. Is it a little aggressive? I think it's perfect because it really looks like he's adding uh, side commentary, like he's interrupting. He just asked me if you were a Jew. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that there was a video of a, a guy wearing a wolf skin on his motorcycle and he had it like as a hat? And I thought that'd be so funny if you ha somehow made sidekick bear onto like a hat and you could wear him out riding your lawnmower. <laughs> That'd be fun. I, see, the thing about sidekick bear is I don't want to like, like uh, wear him down. True. Like, you know me and wearing stuff down. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, keep him in here. He's, he's safe. So good morning, everybody. I usually do a good morning bear song. There you go. There's a good morning bear song. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm here with my wife, Amy. She is a little nervous to be on, on screen. That's why, uh, you know, she's just a That's little... That's why we opened with singing and playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> she, she's... she's uh, so I'm just going to start talking about some of the day's events, and then she's going to chime in, and then we're going to have a really nice talk. Because she gets really comfortable and, and chatty uh, when she gets... It just takes a little time, you know? Mm -hmm. what, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll get more comfortable and chatty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you want to talk about, Amy? Um, uh, well, not to dive into something real deep, but I heard you listening to some audio from uh, France, right? Oh, yeah. It, it just was this like... Is France on, this is France. Hey, if you want to... You told me to wait till the live stream to discuss it, so I want to discuss it now. Okay, so France is on fire. This is a, a video of France. Hang on, this... Do you see that? Wow. So Marcon, this homosexual, childless communist, is the leader of uh, of France, and he was trying to put in this new. Uh, he's trying to put in this uh, this tax on carbon based on a, a a false global warming myth, and so people are actually revolting. And I'm I'm legit proud of France for this. I think this is awesome. You wow. got it. You got to show. You got to do a little pushback. 
uh, to show that they can't just, you know, do whatever they want. Because Marcon recently criticized Trump, saying that, that Trump was like a terrible leader and stuff. And uh, and there's people that literally are they want they want Marcon's head. Wow. Right. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I actually thought it was flipped. I thought it was, I thought it was bad guys doing it. I mean, oh, no, no one those should are good riot, guys. No, like, no, just, it's a good. No, was, people should riot sometimes. It's a good guys. I just always feel bad when like buildings and it, when things get ruined. Right, but it's way like, what more. What did that guy do? But a hundred percent. But way more things will go down if you don't show Resistance. a public display of violence. Because what they're trying to do is they're gonna they're gonna start because already in France like um, uh, it would be like fifteen dollars a gallon for gas Whoa. like right now like because they do it by the liter like when I used to live in Europe even back then it was crazy What's and now a liter to gallon conversion I don't know I don't speak homosexual I'm trying to think like a liter like a liter of water and a gallon of gas so that's like I can look it up that's a talk to the people talk to the people about no me. I think that's that's like nuts because I think our I would think at least two liters per gallon how many liters in a gallon how's everyone doing on this fine Sunday morning <laughs> uh, there's three point <laughs> seven eight five liters per gallon whoa. And so, uh, and it's literally like fifteen dollars a liter. Not a liter, I would say roughly a gallon. But oh, that's a lot. Though. It's a lot. So what they're trying to do is uh, hike that even more to fight global warming. But in reality, it's the EU and it's globalism, and they're just trying to get people to get closer to a city so they don't drive. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one of them. And also, it's they don't want independent energy production. They want it to be completely controlled by the government. So. I think one of the reasons that people uh, are a little scared of making fun of Islam, well, there's a few. I think one of it is uh, because Islam is like communism with a god. It's all about submission, just repeating things over and over again and bowing and stuff. But I think every now and then the muzzies will like blow something up and people legitimately, it like works on people. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't want to just talk the whole time. No, it's so. okay. I was just, you kind of got me. I was I, My thought was back at... When you're saying they're trying to stop independent energy yeah. production, why wouldn't this just promote something more like a solar energy source? What do you mean? Like as opposed to um, like a because solar isn't carbon based with oil. Well, they don't actually care okay. at all. But like, wouldn't I don't okay? Yeah. No, it's all a joke. Being from Oswego, New York, with nuclear power plants, we we've had the technology to have no carbon energy for. Decades and decades and decades. They shut down the plants. There's still one of them. Fitzpatrick, I think. Fitzpatrick is shut down. Nine Mile 1 and 2 may still be operational partially, but the amount of taxes and regulations they put on it make it so it's basically inoperable. And if they truly thought global warming was really the threat that it was, which it is not at all, they even had to call it climate change because of this fact, mm -hmm. they... Um, they would just go to nuclear. Because solar, the technology isn't ready and... Yeah. Interesting. Well, because we were talking about uh, really escalating our homesteading situation. Yeah. And uh, we're, we, I, I was thinking about a way to invent off the grid. Because gasoline does only last like a year or two. Is that the, the deal? I have no idea. And so I wanted to collect I rain. Because it rains so much in the Pacific Northwest that I wanted to get this thing that collect, collects rain. And then... I, I could be way off. I'm not an engineer at all. I'm going to uh, throw it past your brother. And uh, 
and the water comes out and it spins something and it makes energy. Is that like possible? A, like a little wheel. I, I think I think that would generate a small bit of power. Why would it be small though? It's like a decent I, Well, it would just depend on your amount of stream. So like you picture a dam and how much water moves through a dam to generate power that way. Yeah. Like that's a lot of water. I know that's used typically to generate huge pieces of equipment, so Maybe a rainwater could generate enough power for a household. I don't know. I think it's a great idea, personally. Thanks, love. Because, like, up here, we, we were thinking, like, oh, we can, like, you know, go all solar. But up here in the northwest, we get so many gray days that, like, our little solar-powered garden lights barely stay on for an hour once the sun goes down. Yeah, so there's no sunlight it's, it's here. A rough, it's a rough one for well, solar. Like, I think Kurt Cobain was actually one of the more chipper, happy ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not because of like green energy that I'm I'm trying to figure this stuff out. It's off the grid living. You know, we're also looking at uh, our well, like how to uh, get water out of it if there's no power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because right now uh, our well is uh, it's run off. We have an electrical pump, and so when we lose electricity, we lose our ability to get water out. And it's a deep well, so we need to get a um, what's it called a hand a hand pump. That doesn't sound right now that I say that, but just uh. Yeah, some way to get water. But luckily for us, we also have a creek running in the back that we can always go grab water from that and boil it if we need to. That's very true. My theory, because you know, baby, it's cold outside. The reason we're, we were struggling through that in the beginning, that wasn't a shot at you. It was disorganized. Okay. I shouldn't have started streaming just... right, right when I did. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I just tried to, I tried to stick to the schedule. It's all good. Even though we didn't do any prep. But baby, it's cold outside is now being banned from uh, radio stations. And because they say it's it's rapey. Do you think it's rapey? Yes, but it's funny looking back. Like, I, we, I've always thought it was, but I've always thought it was funny how it's like, no, baby, come on inside. Like, I've been more rapey with you. Yeah. Like that whole baby, it's, it's cold worked. outside. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's about global warming. I think that the powers that be don't want a song about how cold it is outside. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm dead serious. It's it, like, I, I can't tell what's a joke and what isn't. Uh, Swinder says, rape is funny, question mark. Should we ban him or should we mock him? Uh, ban him! Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, no, 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 I feel no, bad. no, don't joke. <laughs> Amy, we are banning people. Only because he doesn't have a, uh, or she, who knows, doesn't have who cares? A, a picture. They're you out. look like a bot. Um, They're out. What was I going to say? Uh. It's not about, oh, this no, isn't is censorship, it, is it, this is about discrimination. Who, who's the guy I'm that, border control. Who's the guy that sings the the male part of it? Uh, hi, right, Charlie, you okay, bud? The, Daddy was just joking. I'm not really. Hey, buddy boy. Uh, I really can't stay, baby, uh, it's cold outside. Like, Frank Sinatra, I, I don't think it's him, but, like, if you listen. Bing Crosby. Bing, Bing Crosby? Hmm. Never mind. Right. I just think there's a generation of like really drunk singers, like really great drunk uh, male vocalists. Yeah, because he sounds sound, super wasted. Yeah, like there's just an era where they all sound super drunk. Yeah, and rape can be funny. Like when I've joked about um, Barack Obama raping Justin Trudeau, that's fun. That's clearly funny. Like I like it just is. You know, you have to have a conscience and a and a bit of a soul to to know the difference. That's what I think is happening in comedy. Is like people that literally don't have a soul. They can't. 
they're looking for rules like okay so what can we make fun of and what can't we make fun of and not because they can't differentiate between good and evil mm-hmm. you know like thinking about Barack Obama raping Justin Trudeau and Justin Trudeau having a little like gleam in his eye well it's the whole point you made before it's it's how you make the joke you can make fun uh, you can make fun of a problem but not someone's specific situation because that's like cold-hearted is what what you you phrased it way better than I just did, but no, I don't do it better. I just do it different. It might be, be- like significantly better, but just joking. <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't remember. Oh well, one of the bears actually said that there's jokes to reveal evil and there's jokes to normalize evil. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's a brilliant way of putting it. It was it's better than anything I ever thought of. But what I probably what I was talking about that other time is. Uh, that there's jokes to mock the victim and there's yeah, jokes to mock the situation. That's what it was. Yeah, and if you're mocking the victim, that's bad. But if you're mocking the situation, that actually helps the victim. Yeah. Because it allows you to be able to talk about a hard someone, situation. Someone says comedy has no rules, but there is a rule, and that's that it has to be funny. And that's that there's no rules. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? When someone says comedy has no rules, it's a rule. It's, it's kind of a head F. All right, I'm going to play you guys something else. Hey, love, remember what? All right, so last night we played, we, I played this bear. Like this one time I was, uh, I was on a bender of these like uh, conspiracy theory robot voice channel. Uh-huh. Remember when I was, we were going on that trip yes. and I just kept listening to him? Yes. And so I talked about it on a stream and someone made one of me. And I, I, showed, I showed this to Amy last night. Go ahead. It was great. Do you want no, 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 but you're honest. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want my honest opinion? Always honest Uh-oh. opinion. Charlie, it's okay, buddy. I might have to nurse him here soon, but I'll do a quick debrief. I was just in like a weird headspace because my mom took Walter for the night and I wasn't prepared for it. And uh, I, I felt like uneasy because we didn't have like one of our children in the house. So I was just like kind of, spo- I was spooked out last night. And so Owen started playing me, well, first examples of this robot voice and like, just those videos, even though they're meant to be, uh, there's truth in them, but it freaked me out, like all the images of like the devil worship. And then when he was showing me the video of him, I was, I would watch the whole thing and it was great and so well put together. But I was like, I, I can't watch this. It's going to give me nightmares. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Had... Like, even, even when he would start like just playing the first bit of it, like the music, I was like, it's, I couldn't do it's, it. It's intense. It's really intense. Oh, and la- cause last night we we're having dinner at her mom's house. And we put Walter and, and Charlie in their PJs, and we're getting ready to go because uh, her great grandparents were just leaving. Yeah. And Walter, go ahead and tell the story. Oh yeah, like I was, Wally was like, "No, I want to go home." And I was like, "You know, I was like, do you want to stay here?" Like, kind of thinking like, "Oh no, he'll want to come with me," because that's usually my like tactic to get him in the car. And he was like, "No, stay at Nana's slumber party." And I was like, "You want to stay at Nana's for a slumber party?" And he was like, "Yeah." And and I was like, okay, still thinking he was going to, like, change his mind and come with us. And he was like, bye, Mama, bye, Dad, Dad, and, like, gave us hugs and kisses. And then just, like, marched down the hall into her bed. And I was like, okay. I know. And then so we're, we're driving home, and we're both just like, well, I guess, I don't know. We felt a little rejected, but you got a lot of good sleep last night. Yeah, I got good sleep. And it's just so nice having him be so comfortable with another family member. It's heavenly. It's really nice. And then, like, I kept checking in, like, how's he doing? 
expecting him to spiral at some point and there he my no mom spiral. was like he made himself eggs this morning he had some apple cider some yogurt now we're watching little bear oh. he had a bath <laughs> if, if, if he drinks apple cider that means he won't sleep for 25 straight days oh, yeah, that's oh wait that's only a liar would say that all right so check this out this uh and I uploaded this to YouTube yesterday with links to the dude who did it and everything. Because go show the guy some love, you know. Uh, this is... Uh, and then we're going to talk about South Park. I go for Owen Biggie Boy Benjamin is an American comedian, actor, pianist, cult leader, and interpretive dancer. This Biggie Bear was born in the shadow of a nuclear reactor in upstate New York. All of that nuclear juju made baby mutant Benjamin a proper tall Biggie boy. And he is proud of it. Wow. Funny Biggie Owen went to Hollywood and made all of the beautiful people laugh and feel happy. And everyone believed that Jolly Green Owen was one of them. Goat Lucy had big plans for our Biggie boy. A lot of moolah and Bigfoots. Who are? All that gigantic Opithecus Benjamin had to do was kneel down and say that a widdle boy is a widdle girl if it chops its widdle cock off. But sir I cannot bear false witness Benjamin could not bear to say that. Because he is not a satanic sellout. And we are proud of him. Wow. The beautiful ones are all kinds of angry. They thought Big Owen was one of them. Except bigger. So they bring pressure to bear, saying, we won't be your friends no more, oh an inconveniently truthful Benjamin. But sacrificing little children and wieners to Moloch makes Biggie Boy Owen about as mad. As a bear with a sore head. He don't go in for your 666 Lucy Wiener roast. No sir. Why chop cocks off kids when you can go chop honest trees in the woods? And what else does a big bear do in the woods? He takes Biggie Bear craps right on your stupid stupid head. And he is proud of it. Wow. And he don't mind taking a big happy crap on this Mr. Clean Economy size, neither. Nor this melted Brazilian wax face, neither. Nor this bisexual panties stealer, neither. Nor this creepy hair plug salesman, neither. Because they all takes their shots and gots no loyalty. Just like all the rest of them bad news false friends you don't need. And on a final note. I hate to be the bearer of ruthless news. But when all of these beautiful sellouts spend their last day on this earth, they will be with their lord. Lucifer. The one they dearly love. And when their soul travel through the afterlife. Like a squirrel shit out of a bear. Who ate a whole bar of X-lax. They will reach hell at blazing speed. And while in hell, they will be eating Pinocchio nose butt crumbs, washed down with apple cider, and not sleeping for all eternity. Get these kid-killing beautiful people out of here. Ha 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 ha. Alright, so that was, that was awesome. Yeah, sidekick bear. I'm going to plug the guy's name specifically because... He's uh he deserves love. This is this is a tough reach. Alright. The dude who made it. Oh sidekick bear. Oh sidekick bear. The whole time sidekick bear has been just like jabbing he's he has like a a, a quarter inch knife and he just keeps jabbing it into my ribs. Alright, it's 
Hengist Mount Bank Production. So that's H-E-N-G-I-S-T M-O-U-N-T-E-B-A-N-K, all one word. Presents. So this dude, I subscribed to him. Uh, he only has three videos though. But I wish him well because that was very, very creative and well written. It was a it was a great, great parody. I don't know, maybe like uh because we're always looking for writers, man. I, I don't I'm not, I don't have the ability of, of uh, hiring people yet, but I got buddies that, that do like you under the dude who made this understands parody incredibly well because it was the, the difference between satire and parody is satire would be like um, my video the last Bernie bro. I do a ton of satire. Leftist fitness instructor is satire. Parody is when you take an existing thing, you try to match the the pacing, you match the shots. Crowder taught me this. I mean, I, I instinctively kind of knew it, but he's the type of guy that actually looks up all the definitions and like figures it all out. Parody is like when you um, match the lighting, the pace, the voice, all of it, and you just change one thing about it. That's what parody is. Parody is like... Uh, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of parody. There's uh, there's like the movie Airplane. The movie Airplane is actually parody. It's the parody of a movie called uh, Zero Hour. And I interviewed the guys who made Airplane back in the day uh, on this Comedy Central web show that I was hosting. I can't... The Zuckerberg? The Zuck... Zuck... Some, Jew, Jew... I, I get it, Sidekick Bear. They're Jews. They're all Jews. I understand. You don't have to whisper that in my ear every time. But the guys who did Airplane, they did a bunch of these parody movies, and they let me know that it was actually an existing movie already called Zero Hour, and it was a serious movie about uh, an airplane disaster. Zucker. Yeah, Zucker. And they, it was every single scene they did exactly, except they changed it and made every... They changed... One thing about each scene to make it funny. But watch Zero Hour. It, it's literally airplane without any jokes. It's the same exact movie. And so it's kind of like when they did the, that vampire parody or just all these parodies. Parodies have to be based on an existing thing. Registers on the app is Palmetto Bear Trooper. Welcome, Palmetto Bear Trooper. Oh, and... um. A couple other things, and, and then Amy's coming back. We're going to talk about homesteading and plans. I want to start a farm and possibly, because South Africa is, is hitting a, a boiling point. The, the government just legally started taking land from the white farmers. So my dream, and I, I bat about 30% on dreams, which is crazy high, but, you know, maybe maybe 50. I'm batting 500 on dreams goals, whatnot, is to buy a bunch of farmland and hire uh, a bunch of South Africans who potentially would be genocided uh, to raise crops or some shit. I don't know anything about farming, like none, but uh, that's that's the actual human, the, the actual um, human rights situation going on right now is South Africa. Like if you told if if the if the media reported on South Africa like actually what's happening dictators would be like what Russia has offered them asylum oh that's good uh Russia's uh brought in 15,000 South African farmers South Africa's going to starve by the way all the blacks 
They're all going to die. They can't even handle it with... They have all... For those of you that haven't read The Fountainhead, uh, basically this whole... The, the, the bottom line is there's this one product that they still sell on the open market, and because of that, they can afford this nonsense uh, society. Because of the white farmers in South Africa, and maybe I shouldn't say white because that unnecessarily uh, stokes racial fires, because uh, Dutch, I don't know, I don't know what to call them, but they're South African as hell. I, I'm not going to call them Dutch because they're not, they're not Dutch, they're South African. But anyway, a professional farmers, they all happen to be white, literally all of them. Uh, if you get rid of these guys... The reason that they can have nonsense land, they can have these socialist utopia ideas, the reason Ocasio-Ortez can exist is because there's so many competent people. And, I mean, a lot of them are you guys um, that that grow food, that, that protect society, that are in the military, all these things to allow them to have nonsense land. Once nonsense land people start actually taking stuff, um, they're all going to starve. And I would absolutely take in African farmers. I haven't run this by Amy yet, but I will. She just laughed. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this by Amy. When they uh, fail, they'll continue to blame capitalism and the white man. Of course. Of course they will. But here's the thing, guys. I'm noticing a, a, a great rise in snark and sarcasm as a defense mechanism. Stay away from that. There's no, there's no answer to that. Like when you say stuff like, oh, well, they're going to ban... Baby, it's cold outside, but not this gangster rap talking about effing hoes and crack and all this oh. stuff. It's like, we're past that. Yeah. There is no hypocrisy because there's no standards for these people. They're trying to acquire power. So when people say, um, when people try and do this moral equivalency thing, it's way, way, way beyond that. So um, so just f try and get a plan. So anyway, so, stop. so anyway, I'm trying to, uh, I want to import a bunch of... Uh, that imports the wrong word. What is it? Asylum? Down the line, because right now South Africa is starting to like really uh, hit a, a breaking point. And you know how like we've been doing good lately because of like PayPal's and selling hats and stuff? Want to tell the people how happy you are about it? I never thought in a million, well, I've never thought we would feel so comfortable for Bowen's live streaming capability. Because how, how uh, down and out were we for a while there? Like when we were, like when I first was uh, having everything canceled on me, like yeah, when we were it was really scary. It, it, uh, I don't think I ate very much because I just got so nervous. Like it was, it was really stressful. Yeah, but now things are going well, and there's an obligation. We we're talking about. Remember, we we're talking about this in the kitchen. There's an obligation, like when you guys. Um, support us. Granted, I know that there isn't any strings attached and I know it's just because you like my comedy and you just like to support what you like. But I do feel a moral obligation that um, you got to do something good with it. And I don't want to get into these big charities because a lot of them are corrupt uh, Bono type uh, Ponzi schemes. So I think like I like to do stuff where there's actual you can actually see something good come come from it. And we've been looking at land in um, central and eastern Washington. And I think that like... Are you putting South African farmers on the land? Well, that's that's the plan. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Are you serious? L listen, if they... I mean, if, if they're... Yes, it's okay. If they start genociding people in South Africa, we can hire them... I mean, we don't have any money. We're doing fine, but we don't have money to like hire people. 
We can we can let them like I don't know. I have we no idea. We do an exchange of them helping work the land to live there. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or I don't know. Who if knows? they if they if they can tell me how to make money on land, they can do it and have it and I'm just cuz I'm not going to give you land, but I want to be cuz you got to to get someone out of a country cuz I know Delev and her husband kind of want to eventually get out of Israel, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the muzzies are coming in hot. And the left is not supporting at all. They're like, they're like, they're doing chants about like genocide there now. It's, it's, it's pretty it's brutal. Scary. So, uh, and she's a uh, Sephardic, not Ashkenazi. So she doesn't have that like good lizard stuff. I'm just joking. That's like way above my head. <laughs> so anyway, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta like hire them to get them out of the country. You can't. Right. You can't just have them. Yeah. Like, like they'd have to go back after a certain point if. They didn't have, like, a work visa or something. Yeah, like, if I did a show with Crowder or something, I would recommend to, like, hire Dolev as, like, a producer or something. Mm -hmm. And that way they can get out. That's a great idea. Because right now her husband's in England and she's in Israel. Really? Yeah, that's why... I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he's coming on the tour, too, so they can have, like, a good time together. Does Charlie need more boob action? I just think he's... Hi! ...really into his toy. And do you want... I can talk a little less aggressive. Yeah, I think that also helps. South African farmers are highly... Conscientious, they will pay you back. It's not about money at all. I, I mean, obviously, I don't want to lose any money, but uh, I, I, I know that I can do something to help people because I can wrap my brain around what's happening so well. Like, I don't know how to save a reef or some. Sh I don't know how to stop poverty, you know, except for not voting Democrat. But uh, I know that that we can buy. A few hundred acres of, of land and uh, and get these guys on it. And start a cult. I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, it's, I, keep I have a bear Owen. on my shoulder. It's like, already been started. He's talking about buying like a massive amount of land. And I'm like, are we going to turn into that like Oregon cult? No, because I'm <laughs> That's not. That's how it all started. No, I'm not. I don't want any other women. <laughs> And I don't want people's money. Like I don't. I don't get. I don't get excited about giant. Like I don't want to be like um, uh, smog. <laughs> no, no, like smog sitting on gold. Mm -hmm. Like like once we hit a certain amount, we usually just start a project. Right. Like I don't like just staring at a zero. Right. So as long as I'm not trying to, he doesn't know English yet, does he? No. As long as I'm not trying to bang anyone's wife, which obviously I'm not. That's the biggest thing in cults. Yeah. And crazy money acquisition. Mm -hmm. So we're good. I mean, I may have a bear on my shoulder. Yeah. Like, there may be a lot of cult-like things happening. <laughs> okay. All right. So someone said Israel uh, did 9-11. See, this is the thing. Israel isn't a person. That's why those things... You could, you could argue that America... If, if you, this, this is the problem with, with, with some of these uh, hypocritical finger pointing things. Always, always, always picture it going right back at you, your country, your family, your religion, your way of life, all of it. And I don't think people want to play those games when it comes to false flags and when it comes to uh, conspiracies and when it comes to stuff if you're living in America. You know, you can talk about the people who did it and demand justice on the people. And I have no idea if that's even true. How the hell am I supposed to know? You know, there's certain things, there's certain things that are so far out of my ability to understand that I can't have an opinion on it. And it's not out of fear. Like, I, like I'm borderline sociopathically non-fearing. <laughs> have you noticed that a little bit? <laughs> uh, 
but sometimes I get like a. You can you talk more? I'm talking too much. I know people are gonna comment like, "Let your wife talk." But I don't like, have anything to say about this topic. Really. So let's talk about something you want to uh, talk about. I don't know what did you South have Park. Mind. Okay, here we go. And then we'll talk about like fashion because we we're gonna talk about uh, what's happening in fashion. Fashion. Yeah, fashion. <laughs> what's this? Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Paris. Uh, cause I don't like love talking about myself. It's, it's, I can, I can feel you just, when, when someone else doesn't want to talk and then I'll just start talking. Believe me, I know. Yeah. No, it was like when <laughs> I, it was like our number one problem in fights when we first got together. Yeah. She would, she would just shut down and I would just, it would get to a point where I would do both sides of the, of the fight. <laughs> really, it's true. I would be like, and then I would just be like. Yeah, and I would just I would just work it all out, and then be like, "Turns out, turns out you were right. I just I just fought it out." (laughs) And uh, let's talk about South Park. Okay, cool. I am relieved that it didn't that they uh, they got their act together. We watched the latest one last night. um, About well, gosh. uh, Want me to play the clip? Sure. I didn't know you had a clip up. Oh yeah, tell you that. Is this loud enough? Hang on, let me turn it up. All right, uh, you couldn't PC hear it. Babies. Yeah, PC Babies. It's like PC Babies. They're the hottest new thing. And there was this thing called the Buddha Box where you put like a box on your head and it makes it so you, you're only connected to your phone. It was hilarious. What are your thoughts? Hilarious. Uh, yeah, also just to me, it reminded me so much of um, the movie Wally, where everyone just ends up being in their own environment and not communicating with anyone. But I also just. It made me be very aware, even while watching South Park, of when I was using my phone, because it, it made me be like, ah. Like I we were both on our phones because we were looking at uh at we were farming. dreaming about like how to lay out a farm, but uh, it just it made me feel weird about being on my phone because it's so true. I sometimes there's moments in the day just being around, you know a toddler and a baby all day, I look forward to just being on my phone by myself. And that made me kind of self-reflect and be like, whoa, that's like a really bad goal to have in mind in the day. Yeah, because the way South Park, they're so brilliant because Cartman Cartman did this whole thing where he's like, I just want to be on my phone more. Oh, yeah. And, and then also how uh, the pharmacies uh, were prescribing anxiety medication for like their... They're giving a, a reason behind it. Sorry, I got distracted. And someone on, oh, just to, just to uh, answer, somebody in the chat said, uh, how about you focus on our own impoverished before uh, just white people in another country? And here's my answer to that. It's, it's not about impoverished. It's about genocide. The only reason I feel any moral obligation to, like, to, to the, uh, the situation in South Africa is genocide. It's when you, when you know that there's a good chance that, a giant amount of people will be wiped off the planet physically. You got to help, especially when it's a government doing it to them. Poverty. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to tell another family what to do. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be like, Hey, everyone gather around stranger Owen, even though you have parents, I guess, and, and you don't have any skills into how to acquire or manage wealth or have skill. Like, that isn't the same. 
Like fighting quote unquote poverty to me is very difficult because I don't know how to do it. I know how to get people out of genocide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's about all I can do. And that's, <laughs> that's a pretty big thing to be able because, to do. Because when you're fighting poverty, you have to, like, it's kind of subjective. You have to first identify what poverty is. Then you have to identify the cause of it. Then you have to identify, can you help? Then you have to figure out, do you have the right to enter someone's community or family life to tell them anything? It's really not. Um, and money doesn't really matter that much. I mean, granted, I can say that as someone with a giant bear on his shoulder. But uh, life and death is so much more important. Hi, Charlie boy. Hi, Charlie boy. You guys uh, hit, oh, InfoWars? Palestine equals genocide. The mainstream media doesn't really cover it. It's a shame. Well, it's more than a shame. It's, it's by design. You guys uh, sent me some stuff that you wanted me to ask Amy. So I will do that as soon as she comes back. Let me see here. Oh, and I also, I got booked in Canada. This is my first booking I've had that wasn't my own. Hey, love, where'd you go? Oh, cool. Uh, and it's in Vancouver. It's uh, January 25th, 8 p.m. It's the Free Speech Club. Hellenic Community of Vancouver, 4500 Arbutus Street. Uh, UBCFSC presents... So this is real. This is really happening. I, I, uh, if Justin Trudeau comes within 100 miles of, of me, I'm going to give him a wedgie with his little Spider-Man underpants. But, uh, yeah, that's really going down. I think I, it's pretty cool that you got a booking and then also that it's in Canada. Yeah, because yeah, I, I never get everybody. bookings. Like I, We have to do it ourselves. And, by the way, Amy's the mastermind behind that. She's the one that always uh, finds the venues, and then she's the one that emails you. Um, where to go and everything. Well, from Delav and from Eric, from oh Nimmer, yeah Nimmer, and and also the sweet boy Coddington. Is his first name Coddington Bear? What's his first name? I don't tell people. Okay. It's it's James. That's right. Gosh, why did I think it was Eric? Okay, what did uh what did people want me to ask you? I did this video. I uploaded this video of you uh, Uh, pregnant doing this. I'm just gonna go right down. That was a nice day. That was a beautiful day. Discuss how many sisters Amy has and how to meet them. Ah, I don't have any that I know. I might actually. Who knows? I might have some half sisters. Because you, because you, want to just hold them? Just hold them. He's just like he's almost about to go to sleep. He's almost he's almost about yeah, to go to just, sleep. Sorry, everyone, if you hear a baby in the background. Charlie's almost asleep in a little uh, rock and play. So you don't need just, to, you don't need to apologize for creating life. With, well, I don't want people to think we're neglecting our baby. No, they don't. Only only idiots would think that, and they'll soon be banned by Border Patrol. <laughs> because it's not about censorship. It's about border control. I don't want to let in scrubs into this fun uh, chat. Oh, but I did give pardons to yesterday's spiral. Because I was I, I definitely went a little overboard. But the sentiment, uh, especially uh, Raging Hemorrhoid Bear, we, we had a great email exchange. Why did someone name themselves Raging Hemorrhoid Bear? That's up to uh, oh, Raging sorry. Hemorrhoid I might have to hold him. You definitely should hold him. It's a no-brainer. Fentanyl China, and if you're planning on streaming with Sticks and Hammer 666, yeah, I mean, Trump Trump didn't. That's not a question for, for you per se, but I can just hit that. Scott Adams talked about it today as well. Um, Trump sits down in this big economic forum, this G7 meeting, and the first thing he does is he looks at the leader of China 
And it's just like, let's talk about fentanyl. Fentanyl kills 30,000 Americans a year. That's half of a Vietnam every year. And all we're talking about is Trump's emotions. And Trump has the, like, has the strength. He actually, I don't know if he actually cares or if he knows that politically it's, it behooves him to represent the workers. And I consider myself a worker. Uh, because how many of our, like, we've known so many people that have died from heroin or fentanyl. Like, it's crazy. Like, people, we, we go to, we have to go to, like, funerals over this stuff. And all we're talking about is how Donald Trump views blacks. You know, like, Sidekick Bear doesn't like black bears. That's mm-hmm. fine. He thinks that they just scrum through garbage. Oh, by the way, just switching things up, we looked at Kodiak bears online. They're so scary. Yeah, Kodiak bears are Have wicked you scary. Have talked about this? No. We Go were, ahead, like, talk about it. researching, like, talk Kodiak bears are the size of polar bears, and they can climb trees. They can run 40 miles an hour. 40 miles an hour. Isn't that so scary? Like, this this, this guy I thought was huge, and the Kodiak bear is, like, twice its size, I would think. Yeah, well, Sidekick Bear just whispered in my ear, I can run 45. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he just asked me if I'm a Jew again. One of our uh, chickens is sitting on top of their coop. It's really funny. Well, Kodiak bears, it, there's a similar island off Africa where lions and, and Cape buffalo exist in this, like, little area, and they both have gotten, like, double the size because of adaptation. Like, uh, in small groups, like, it, there's, a, there's a part of Jamaica that's like that, too. Like, every sprinter comes out of Jamaica because this little genetic enclave just just stayed isolated for so long and just kept exponentially getting faster until they're just all it's not that the blacks are faster than everybody it's the fastest people are black it's it's a it's a weird iron it's a weird uh logic fallacy like uh hussein bolt michael johnson all these sprinters all came from one part of jamaica Whoa. it's the same with uh long distance runners out of a area of kenya wow yeah Diet? uh no it's it's adaptation it's uh it's, it's, what it, makes, like, what, how do they adapt to, like, are they running away from predators? Let's say you're in a society where, because everything's about procreation, like, who gets to pass their genes on, mm-hmm. you know? So let's say you're in a, uh, an area where, do they hunt on foot? I'll look up some of these things, but, the, but there's an incentive to be very fast. Like, women want to procreate with the fast. Mm-hmm. And so if that, I understand that. I'm just wondering, yeah. like, what made them, like, as opposed to, like, lifting strong things, you know? Right. Now we're talking Samoa, Iceland, Norway. Because they had to lift large blocks of ice to build an igloo? I don't know. It's all about <laughs> it's all about getting that, you know, getting that... Getting that pussy. Yeah, getting that pussy. <laughs> all right. People are saying you're so pretty, Amy. Oh, thank you. There are better long-distance runners in Mexico. Well, your dad was a long-distance runner. How far did he run away from your family? So far, we never saw him again. Yeah, her dad was a filthy little Mexican. Oh. But her stepdad is a great white, great white guy. Want to want to talk about it at all? About my father's situation? Well, just you know, your Mexican dad. Like what? How? You know, the whole the whole thing. Uh, there's not much to it. Um, he was around for the first couple of years, and then, uh, and then he left after a few years. I don't want to get too deep. How was his it. long distance running? Did he run away, or did he have a creepy van? Uh, I think he had a creepy van and drove away. But do you think theoretically he would have been faster than the Kenyans? I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
I never really saw him moving very fast. Someone said, leave Amy alone. She married me. She she thinks I'm funny. I also know when you tell Owen to not talk about something, he just keeps going. So oh, I, know, you mean, I know how to get around it, guys. Let's, let's spend an hour on Jordan Peterson now I, that you I bring give it up. Him, I give him a little bit enough to get him to move on. She knows. If you say I can't, it's kind of like uh, if I lived in Germany, all I would do is deny the Holocaust. Really? Because it's illegal to deny the Holocaust there. Oh, it, well, yeah. No, that's all I do. I just feel like it's weird how the Holocaust never happened. Wow. I, I do believe it happened, by the way. But all I'm saying is like the best way to ensure that I will just keep talking about something is be like, I don't want to talk about it. I think it. sidekick bear on your shoulder is making you really aggressive today. I think my testosterone is jacked right now. It is. I feel hair growing on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> like having having this giant animal on my shoulder and having my beautiful wife next to me and my baby next to me, just on the stream with the bears talking about South Africa and just the Holocaust not happening and stuff. How funny would it be to have George's head right here too? Not like a, a pelt, but like... Him just sitting like living there. George. Living George. That'd be amazing. So anyway, fentanyl is coming out of China, and um, and and Trump addressed it with eye contact. I really want to hear Amy's perspective of her birth experience. I love watching videos and researching about childbirth, and I know you've talked about her experience, but it would be nice to hear her words. Also, if she has any advice for moms going into that situation, labor slash birth. Um. Well, I would say I'm going to start with the advice first, rather than my experience. But um, I would just. Re don't research too much. Have like a birth plan in mind, but don't dig too deep into things that can go wrong because it'll just freak you out. That was my personal experience going into childbirth. I would just try and just stay very present and take things as they come with the whole labor experience because everyone's experience is so different and it's magical because you're going from being a pregnant woman into and then to being like a mom and just focus on that aspect, uh, like have a long vision in, in sight. But uh, as far as labor goes, like with Walter, it came up, you know, I was 38 weeks and he came, you know, earlier than expected because everyone tells you with your firstborn that they'll be late. So it was very unexpected. And, um, you know, contractions hurt. They hurt really bad, uh, but they're temporary also keep that in mind it's a temporary pain but it hurts horribly <laughs> it's just like writhing um i got an epidural i highly suggest it if you can get one in time um they make labor bearable and uh yeah so i highly recommend an epidural um and then unfortunately with both my boys they their their heartbeats were dropping in labor, so my boys don't like the labor experience. So I ended up having to have a C-section with both. With Walter, I was able to stay awake during it, and they just used my epidural as my um, uh, whatever. It's not sedative, but like the pain relief. So I was able to stay awake and see him as soon as he was born. He was just nice and plump. But with Charlie, uh, they couldn't get my epidural to kick in. I could still kind of feel. Um, and poking around at my stomach, so they had to put me out. And, and we uh, tried hard for the V-back, too. tried really hard for a V-back. Um, we had a really good uh, nurse. She or was RN, awesome. I don't know what you call them, LPN, but she was in with us and really trying hard to, like, you know, move my body position around and, like, uh, like even, like, move the baby around inside me to get the heart rate to stabilize. But eventually they just, you know, they had to rush me into a C-section, uh, and um, I woke up a couple 
hours later and Charlie was up in the NICU and that was a really kind of horrible feeling. But luckily I mean I see you for the newborns. biggest thing the, the biggest thing is that Charlie was healthy and that was great. But at the time it felt really unnerving because you know you wake up pretty sore from a c-section and just out of it and you know you're not pregnant anymore and you're I didn't get to see my baby and my phone wasn't working so I couldn't get any pictures anyone was sending me of Charlie and it was it was kind of rough I was in a really bad mood when like the family and Walter came in to see me for the first time I was like really cranky I was like because it was just a nightmare because we Charlie and I were separated by a couple floors in the hospital and it was just an issue getting family up and down to see him because there was like security restrictions. And but after that, you know, my second my second C section, I healed a lot faster. I thought my incision was better. Um, my both my boys latched with breastfeeding pretty easily. So overall, I I feel like I've had a, been really blessed with uh, easy pregnancies and births for the most part. Yeah, and uh, it was crazy how long you had to be in in. Uh... And the NICU. NICU. Yeah, he was there for like five days. Yeah, he was there for a while. And it's pretty much just protocol because certain medication they give babies, it's just standard procedure. They have to be in the hospital for like a waiting period to make sure that, you know, certain medications have cleared out of their system, that they're breathing okay. So, um, like, Charlie's Charlie was put on, I think it's called a CPAP, where they give him oxygen. Um, but it kind of like, it burst his lung initially. And it healed on its own, but, um, like, his lung just wasn't retaining um, uh, pressure. And so they had to monitor him for that for a while. Uh, And then they also made a stand because he, they, like, they didn't weigh him correctly at first. They, They weighed, when they first bring out a baby, they'll put him on a scale and weigh them. And that's like their birth weight. But with Charlie, they put him out. They put him on a CPAP because he wasn't breathing right away and he's pretty blue. And uh, they weighed him with the CPAP on. So his weight was a little um, inaccurate. And so when they weighed him like a day later, it looked like he had lost weight. So they made us stay longer too because they had an inaccurate reading of him losing weight. 42 asked, did the boys get circumcised? No. Because we didn't want their foreskin being used as beauty projects for celebrities. Yeah, and I just honestly think it's kind of unnecessary. It's a lot of pain you put a little baby through. It's it's everyone's own, you know, it's what you as a parent want to do with your kids. So there's no right or wrong answer. But, like, I just didn't want them to go through that pain. And I don't have an issue with an uncircumcised penis. I think for a man, what I hear is that having that extra foreskin actually gives you uh, more sensitivity in the penile region. So well, can... I just think that it's like and you're altering like what you're, you're you are naturally. Well, there's no like argument for it. It just seems like uh... it's just a cultural thing. Yeah, cutting off part of a dude's dick. Like now, I wasn't as against circumcision until I saw the hatred towards boys, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, keep your knives away from the boys. Because it's not, and I don't think parents are bad who have done it, or mm-hmm. like there's, it's like evil. I just think that it's a, a, a ritual that now that I see where our culture has went with this toxic masculinity. Oh my god! I'm, how about that? Tell the story about the 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 T-shirt in the gymnastics class. Oh, I mean, it's not like too much of a story, but there's like I take Walter to tumbling so he can like gain foot control and balance and all that, and will just like expel a lot of energy. And one of the other boys in the class, because there's a lot of boys in the class, um, was wearing the, he had like a buzzed side, he had like a real like hairdo, 
and he, granted he's maybe two, maybe three, and he had the shirt on that said, uh, boys will be um, boys, but with boys crossed out and say good humans. And I've already seen that shirt like spread around on Facebook and I've like, you know, taken to Facebook and been like, well, you say you don't think boys are good. But uh, yeah, I mean, this boy was wearing it in the class and I just felt for him. Stay away from his dick. Yeah. So uh, in the chat, people are discussing uh, C-sections versus natural. And they, here's the thing. There's an old joke that I used to love. I still love. But when it's like uh, there's, there's a hurricane, the waters are rising, there's a guy on the roof. And people are like, and, and a guy comes by with a boat and he says, hop in the boat. And he goes, no, I pray to God. I'm a good Christian. God will save me. And then he takes off. He's like, all right. And then a helicopter comes. He's like, hey, buddy, the water's rising. Get in the helicopter. And he's like, it's okay. I'm Christian. God will save me. And then, uh, you know, there's a, a, a tank. No, no, no. Just a third one. Two is fine. Eventually the guy dies. The, the water rises. He drowns. He goes up to heaven and, uh. And he says, God, why didn't you save me? He says, I, I, I sent a boat in a helicopter. Oh. So the whole concept of the C-section, people don't understand that the level of child mortality back in the day was insane. Like, right? C-sections are a blessing. If they're not necessary, listen, there's, there's a corruption to it. Yeah. There's like, there's doctors. Like, that's why we're so pumped to have our nurse because she was all, she was like Christian, nat natural, you know, not into the exploitation stuff. Uh, you know, she turning like her granola. and like, yeah, like granola Christian. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, she was like, uh, like the heart rate had drop, like longer than, than even the doctor was saying was, was cool. And she was like, no, we'll ride this a little bit because we really wanted a natural quote unquote natural birth. And then finally we, we, you know, we realized that it was the life of our child is on the line and Back in the day, it was like 25% of babies died. Like mothers died in childbirth all the time. And the reason, and, and uh, hospitals will exploit this and, and do a C-section and just bill the insurance company when it's not necessary. But if you really, really like keep your head and push it and don't allow them to do that, there are times when you, that's the way to save your wife and your baby. And that's not, there's no shame in that. And it is natural because our brain is natural and our brain figured out a way to get past that. It's like saying a car isn't natural because of the combustion engine. It's nonsense. Mm -hmm. What are we supposed to just walk everywhere because it's not natural to be in a car? Like that, that argument's nuts. Yeah. All right, more questions. So uh, as someone who played soccer all through college, that's pretty damn impressive about your juggling. Ah, thank you. I used to be able to juggle, well, I'd count up to 300. I used to be really into it. I'm not that great anymore. I mean, I can still juggle, but not that good. Okay, I would love to hear Amy speak a bit about how she deals with either old friends or the ladies of the left. You spoke a bit about her getting banned from a woman's group on Facebook. Uh, I think hearing more about her willingness to speak up and how this translates to friendships would be so helpful for others. Uh, I don't know how I am with this because, number one, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Facebook kicked me off because I couldn't verify my login information. <laughs> so I've actually lost contact with a lot of um, like old friends or just people I've gone to high school with, but I definitely am from the generation that's kind of messed it up for everyone. Uh, well, at least with, um, I don't know, the, um, like leftists, but, uh, I, how I would deal with it. I don't go on other people's posts on their own pages and tell them they're wrong. But if they come on my posts, I definitely defend myself and, 
I'll get mean if I have to, but Love it. a lot of times now, just lesson learned, I'm not, I'm typically like a really friendly person and I like to have people over and, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very social and now just knowing how a lot of people my age are, I'm a little bit more reserved. I'm not so immediately willing to like open my doors to just anyone. Um, I, cause I've just found that, I don't know, a lot of my friends growing up are left leaning unless I, I, this is what this is like kind of how I handle myself now. I, if people reach out to me, I am open arms. Cause that typically means that they've been kind of like, I'm very upfront with my political views. And so and if they're who your coming to me is. and who my husband is. <laughs> So if they're coming to me, that typically means that they're in agreement, or they disagree, but they're still cool with us. And that's fine, one, too. And that's fine, too. It's just I'm not going to, like, reach out to people anymore unless they, like, want to, if they're kind of initiating it. Because people would say some nasty stuff about me. Oh, yeah. People are saying, like, I hope your kids don't grow up to be, like, your, your like, slimeball husband or, like, your racist husband, like, blah, 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 blah. Um, or like, I thought you were better than that, Amy. That's like, the worst. unfollow. And I'm like, okay. I know. So, you unfollowed me. Like, like thanks. The, the, the funny part is, is sometimes I take out the rage I have towards the people who would do that to you. Like, here, with my yeah. live stream. Like, someone will mess with me and all that. All that, I'll just, I'll be like, then you're gone now. Yeah. Because uh, I get I get so mad at that. And, and we've talked about it. She doesn't, she's fine with me unleashing you know, like uh, the bear is unleashed on the Facebook group that kicked her out. And that was hilarious. But in general, she prefers if I don't um, just unleash because there's a quicksand element. Because she's like, dude, she's like a lot of these people that are calling that are uh, saying nasty things about our family and our children and all this stuff. And she's like, I went to school with them. Uh, love. She's like, they're losers. Like you giving them attention is the best thing that ever happened in their entire well, you life. You know what I like actually kind of found the people who are the most vicious to me that know me, who I used to consider like not best friends, but like I was friends with them. I liked them. They were typically more of like the outsiders. Um, uh, I, I almost feel like they have a new sense of entitlement and power where people can't, that they're almost taking revenge on like the popular crowd. It's I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's it's the people who I think had a lot of hurt back in the day, and they're just angry and wanting to inflict what they felt. Evil hates good. Yeah, but that's that's just kind of what I've noticed. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's it's almost like that's what I've noticed in Hollywood. Most of these celebrities that are on Twitter trying to. Um, subvert our entire way of life our economy our ability to raise our children all of it they're five foot six five foot seven males that were probably in drama club probably you know some hollywood celebrities got them to like do some butt boy stuff they're they got a ton of fame ton of money women finally paid attention to them and they hated them for it yeah i saw that with seth with seth um mcfarlane you know guy's a co comedic genius like straight up seth mcfarlane is, is a comedy genius like he's a, he's a genius very resentful very envious guy and it's because you can tell that he was one of these like star wars star trek nerds yeah. that women never paid attention to and his and his genius got him so powerful and so rich that now they do and he hates them all for it to the point where he's probably just a homo <laughs> 
that's a solid conclusion. Uh, it's true though. It's like at the end of the day, you just you just do butt stuff because it's a worship of 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 non-life. All right. Anyway, we got more. When you left California, were people rude and nasty to you in your new city? My husband and I are ready to pack up the kids, dogs, and guns and head north out of SoCal. Just wondering if you faced any backlash. Uh, our situation was pretty unique because we moved into a city where we already had family, and that family member was very well-established and well-liked in the community. So we were met with a lot of open arms, uh, and that's why like the whole backlash eventually after Owen's recording of the hour special there hurt so bad because everyone was like so receptive to us and then they were just like well like we changed our mind like you're not you you guys aren't good people but um it was right out of like the scarlet letter or like the crucible i i think though like when you move somewhere people are typically pretty friendly overall and welcoming yeah how about Um, here talk about here here people are so nice uh everyone i've met has been really kind and uh like looking to do like play dates and um yeah i think people typically are very nice yeah like our neighbors are awesome our neighbors are awesome how about how about homer like we just made friends with homer homer and val are awesome bears met from bear stream Bears met from the bear stream because we uh like i'm part of mops here and everyone in mops is really nice yeah, because I remember Mops and Saranac Lake when after yeah. after my special. By the way, watch the special, hugepianist.com. It's called How Dare Me. Um, PayPal.me slash Feed the Bear. I'll answer it. We'll, we'll answer some of those as well. But uh, remember how after, like how fun it was and how everyone was so pumped. And then after that woman turned. Oh, it was so crazy. So like, yeah, Owen records his hour special. Like our whole goal with that was to like, you know, bring people in. Are we dropping the name of the city? Where we live now? No, before. Like, where we recorded the hour special. Yeah, San Diego. I feel like, I feel bad. I was going to call it live. it negatively. No, no, there's some great people there. It's beautiful. I mean, we were just there on Thanksgiving. It was awesome. I like crave visiting there. Okay, now let's talk that shit. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, like, we, we wanted to bring people into Saranac Lake. To, like just show its beauty like you know bring the local businesses there uh like you know money from people visiting and uh yeah so we were in like everyone was on a high after the show because it was like a packed room um like bunches of like all of our friends are out for it and it was just like a rowdy fun time at the bar and everyone was saying like oh oh and like high-fiving him and, um, and a third it, of the town was there, and then, like, of the whole population. Owen drives to go get our puppy George to pick him up, and from a on, bear. And on his way back, I'm like getting these texts, like, "Oh, you know, so and so is uh, really offended that you did the the N word, stole my bike." I know I shouldn't censor myself. No, no, it's it's fine if you do. Uh, I, I professionally can't. You can yeah, choose to do like, that if you want. Like, so I get that text and I'm just like, okay, not thinking much of it. And I just pass it along to Owen. And immediately Owen's like, oh, that's really bad that that happened. And I was like, why? Like, why is just one person's opinions like matter so much? But that one person then got everyone in the town. Because I wouldn't apologize. Because I wouldn't apologize. Remember, and she wanted me to meet like, up with her? Yeah, it turned into like a newspaper article. And that newspaper article turned up to be like the first thing when you searched Owen's name on Google. And I was like, whoa, that's nuts how like just one tyrannical the ch- person. The church wouldn't take our, our donation. Churches wouldn't take our donations. The school I had. Because we're giving them a thousand bucks, right? Yeah, well, we just we raised a portion of ticket sales to go towards 
a couple schools. That's that's like a thousand bucks is no joke. Like that can help kids. Yeah. So like everyone, uh, not everyone, most of the organizations, you know, like denied our money, which was just nuts, and it made an even bigger situation out of it than it needed to be. But um, yeah, I don't know where what we were getting to with that. Oh, just how like uh, someone just wanted to know how you uh, they want to leave California and are oh, yeah. people but rude? Typically, like people are very very receptive if you're moving to a new place. Okay, let's see. You have to get you have to you have to. I was uh, reading somewhere that it's the, the, the it's ability of making friends is sometimes lost because if you don't, it's a it's a, a muscle you have to flex, and if you're not flexing it for a while, it can feel very odd to try and go out and make friends, but you just have to be receptive to, to, you know, meeting new people. People keep talking about your Mexican skills for juggling. Talk about the importance of home churches. Well, we were just talking about that today, about how we don't go to church, but we want to make, like, because we're, we're trying to find a church and figure out a church, and we'll, we'll like, read the kid's Bible to, like, uh, to Walter and play music and sing stuff, but, like, I... I've been, I'm going to do a whole episode just on the history of the Catholic church from the year 500 to 1500. I'm pro church as far as like community gathering, but it's like, what are your thoughts on it? I think church is great. I think it's a, I think it's mainly just kind of how the, the chat is for the bears. I think it's a wonderful place to just meet with like-minded people and to have a community. Cause I think community is so important. Um, I would love to get to, a church mainly just for that not necessarily to offer praise but just to be around people like an extended family uh but i think also church is great just for some sort of ritual or routine for your family to it's like meeting at the dinner table every night for dinner it's just like what you choose as a family to make your your meeting point for the week and i think i think for a lot of like working families um, you know, kids are in school. You may not get to see each other that much during the week that, you know, church can be a great place to just make sure you make a, t like a scheduled time to see each other through the week where you can bond. That's my kind of idea. You're an awesome person, Aim. Thanks, love. Okay. So I want to know how family, uh, life has changed me over the years. Oh, <laughs> so, go ahead. where do I start? <laughs> so I think there might've been a freeze. Uh, how family oh. life has changed. The big bear over okay, here. Okay, well, uh, family life has changed Owen so much, but um, I would say the number one is that Owen is extremely, um, he's always been very, very generous. But, but baby, it's cold he's a, outside. He's a, I mean, he just puts the boys and me before him all the time, and um, it's just so neat to see him turn from being a, he was kind of a boy when I met him, and he's turned into a man now. Uh, I know, and I was in my early 30s. Yeah, you were in your early 30s. He was like no, but that's too old. That's why I keep. When I met you, but it's because L. A. I mean, you. I, I know. It's I was like a the L. A. It's the L. A. Time schedule. Men mature so, so slowly down so there. So embarrassing. Looking back, it's nuts. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he's, he's. No, you can be he's, honest. Like, tell he's, he's he's honest now. He used to not be so honest. He would omit truths with me. Yeah, a lot. It, it was it was a lot less. I wouldn't like lie. I'm, I've never been good at just like saying things that aren't true, but I would do some no, monstrous would, omissions. Oh, yes, he would do monstrous omissions and I would, you know, out of the goodness of my heart, believe him or just, you know, believe the best in him. And sometimes he wasn't always doing the best, but now he's, he really we actually is, broke up over it and then got yeah. back together. And 
the beginning was very tumultuous, but we always had that like that that drive towards each other. It's very like. Well, I remember one of the first. I think it was second or third. Might have even been the second or third day we hung out with each other. We talked about our goal of wanting kids, even though we were both really not ready for it at the time. She was in uh, getting her master's in engineering and going to raves. Yeah. I mean, she was no saint either. I was really, really self-destructive back then. I would drink until I was blacked out every single time I drank. Yeah. Um, I would, like, I'm surprised I didn't die. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, I should have died there, there a couple was, times. There was times of near I put death. myself in a lot of danger. Um, and, and Owen just was pretty self-absorbed at the time. Uh, worked, always had an instinct to work. Um, but now, I mean, he's... He just always does things with others on his mind now, and that's been the major change I've seen. Um, he's also a lot more conscientious, like uh, being like someone I live with. He he just tries to do things that make me happy around the house, and that's been really nice. Uh, but it's just it's just been nice to see his him grow into the dad he is in husband he is now thanks love yeah. same with you it's it's like i've always kind of seen that with him though because we've always had dogs so i've I've. he's always like with his dog benny you'd always have an eye out for benny and you just cared for him so much and that's why i knew even in like <laughs> crazy times that you'd make a unbelievable dad and that was my goal in life was to have a good father for my children it's so weird it's like we both had that 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 desire and that goal but we were like so in the opposite yeah. location, everything. Yeah. But it's I, I like it's I'm so lucky and fortunate that we made it through some of those times and because our family is so good that sometimes I I don't understand how it happened. Mm-hmm. Like Walter well, is such a work. good kid. It takes work. You can't just be lazy and get a good family. It takes daily work. Oh, Jamie's on here, dude. I love your videos, man. Big fan. There's this dude. I think I've shown you some of them, some of his videos where he, he starts off where he's like, I chain smoke and I say fuck a lot, but I love, uh, but I accept you for who you are like that dude. And then he talks and then he like talks about, uh, uh, some of the crazy shit that goes down in, in Hollywood. Oh. No, but he's you awesome. Probably, I'm, I think you have, I, I know. I've no, I, I definitely have. Really. It's one of those ones where I'll be listening to and you like, if you listen, you, you might get a little, yeah. a little dark, yeah. but, but actually light. Because, like, shining light on dark is what light is. But, uh, yo, it's an honor to have you here, buddy. I love your work. Like, I, I showed my mom some of his some of his stuff. He's doing really cool stuff. Like, this, I used a clip. He, he's good at... I don't know how you find it, Jamie. I'd love to talk to you, buddy. Let's have you on the... Um, on the... Um, good shit, Jamie. You give me woke nightmares. Jamie's vid make me cry. Oh, dude. The guy is... Uh, He's doing real work, man. Like to show DiCaprio, he he. There's a way. Like Jamie, I don't know where he gets the videos from, but he gets like original primary. Uh, Jamie Deluxe, thanks, man. Let's get together. Yes. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm in. Any day. Wait a minute. When do I leave for tour? It's Tuesday. Ah, uh, I leave Tuesday. Yeah, I think so. Because your first show. Maybe is we Thursday. can do it on on uh. Maybe we can do it on the on the tour. Cause I'm gonna be with. Nimmer and, and the sweet boy, Coddington. Yeah, just give yourself enough time. I think Owen bit off a bit more than he can chew with his whole tour schedule. <laughs> He'll do it. But I don't know if you're going to have time to like do a lot of live streaming. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I, I bite off more than I can chew a lot. I mean, I want to get into farming. While you're on the tour? Are you going to, are you going to leave seeds where you go? Uh, I don't know. I got, I got, I'm, I'm really excited that he's here. Good. Is it, all right, here's something that I want to know. Like, have you seen me shift, like, who I get excited about talking to and who I look up to? Yeah, that, that's something that's, that's, (laughs) I've noticed is like, um. I have no, remember when we go out with like Vince Vaughn and stuff and how it wasn't, like no offense to Vince, Vince is cool as hell, but like it wasn't fun because of all the pressure and eyes and remember like celebrity, how insane celebrity is? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, it's like you can't, you can't act uh, natural almost because you have to be very aware of everything you're saying and like... I don't know, it's yeah, like where weird. we went to, remember we go out to like eat or go places and it's like everything is on eggshells yeah. with celebrities. And there'd be times when it'd be like, I'd make a new friend and Amy would almost be like, please tell me it's not a celebrity. Yeah. Because it would get like annoying because they almost act like women a little bit, right? Talk a little bit. I'm, I'm, fe- I'm like, I don't have much to say about this. Okay, subject. cool. Yeah, that's fine then. That's fine. All right, let me check the Pale Pals, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. I'm sure you have to do... Uh... Oh, someone was asking about uh, engineering. Do, do, you, uh, do you wish that you had a job in engineering, or are you happy being a mother? Or I'm really happy being a mother. Uh, I really enjoyed learning engineering, because I really like puzzles, and I like math, and I don't necessarily like it so much as a job, because it can... At least the engineering jobs I was in, it was... It's like you're doing the same thing over and over. And maybe it was because I was with a firm that was so big that I was only placed into doing the same task repeatedly. I think with smaller firms, you get more uh, variety in your day-to-day functions. Um, I really enjoyed working as a project manager for this uh, construction firm, actually. It was, with the, with it was the gays? Really small. Yeah, it was with, They're it was with guys. the gays. They're good guys. They're good guys. They're awesome guys. I love them. I'm still in touch with them. Um, there was like a, it was five people total in the office and we handled multi-million dollar projects, but it was awesome because I, because it was only a small portion of people, I got to do like so many different roles and I felt that was when I really grew professionally the most I've ever grown. Um, but that didn't really involve a lot of engineering. It was more just, uh, common sense, practicality, just construction sense and, I really enjoyed that, but I think engineering is really fun to learn about. When we get our farm full of South Africans, uh, can you use engineering with it? Yeah. Oh, I, don't, don't you also see like motherhood is like the ultimate engineering in a sense? It is. It is. It is engineering. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. What's the heart? Like what? What? Because a lot of people will say like, oh, you make family life look so good. Like the way I post and you beautiful, you're smiling. You're at, what, what is the dark, not, I wouldn't say dark side, but what are things that people can know are okay to happen uh, when it comes to parenting and marriage and stuff so that they're not blindsided? Like what are oh, yeah. the stresses of being a mother? That was actually one thing. I, I, I know we always pump up like have families, have families, but know that it takes, it's, it's all, it's your whole self that has to go in it to make it work. And that is what is really hard. That's the one thing I I think as a mother um, can be the most challenging is you don't have really any um, independence anymore. Because you're, I don't know if that's the right word. I don't think that's the right word. Autonomy. 
Yeah, but you 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 don't really have a lot of spontaneity in your day, uh, especially when you have kids in diapers. Still, it's like you have to like really prepare. Um, you you end up being on everyone else's schedule but your own because you have to be really fluid in there being like distractions and there being uh, just things that come up. So I think that's the the toughest thing to handle, um, especially with like sleep deprivation. It can just be really uh, unrelentless in just the work involved. Um, it's great though. It's like the best thing that's ever happened. But Nimmer just... just said somewhere, whole self going in is also how babies are made in the first place. That's great. Leave it to Eric. I mean, he's just, i he's so smart. <laughs> yeah, Eric's always around when you go into labor too. Yeah. Oh, and someone asked, uh, uh, of course, I would welcome black South Africans if they're being kicked off their farm. It's not a race thing. I want everyone to know if there's a black farm owner that's being kicked off the farm, they're just as welcome on our potential 50-50. Yeah, it's not race. It's just about a... Uh, that's obvious. It's farmers. It's and it's also like just the whole fact that people are getting scrubbed. Trevor Noah is not allowed. What have you seen in comedy? And then I'll read the PayPal's. What have you seen happen in comedy since we've been together? Remember we used to go on dates to the yeah. improv. I remember going on dates to the improv and meeting with Amy Schumer and telling her her some of her jokes were funny and yeah we remember how cool she used to be she was so nice i remember she liked me and that felt like really cool because i was like oh sweet like i like bonded with her a little but it's just like uh it's just i mean i haven't been to a comedy club now in a couple years just since we moved away but um people I, I I don't know, though, because I don't think I've seen a lot of comedy like in the clubs. Remember anymore. when we were watching Rogan's new special? I saw Rogan's new special. I didn't laugh. No, it's not you funny know. anymore. Um, and this isn't like when people are like... It wasn't like, like sad. No, Rogan was just, wasn't... It was just like, it was... Rogan doesn't show like Trevor Noah or Amy Schumer. Rogan, he just isn't... It was just like Remember we were watching here. Rogan from 06 and we are like laughing? Yeah. And then we watched Rogan... Yeah, because initially we, I, I thought that the one from 06, I guess, was the newest one. And I was laughing because he did a joke about dolphins. And I was like, oh no, this is like funny. And then Owen was like, wait a second. And he like checked the info on it and it was an old one. And we were like, oh. And then we like turned on the new one and we were like, whoa. Because we at least saw the comparison. And that's how we knew side. that it wasn't subjective. It, yeah. it wasn't that we were trying to see what we wanted to see because... We were both genuinely like, oh, Rogan hasn't lost it yet. And then we're like, we saw the date and it was like 2006. And then we turned on the new one and he's like, I mean, like if you rape a boy, it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. What no, I remember we're talking about like when a teacher like, has sex with a oh, student. Oh, right, right, right. And if it's like a female. Then... It's bad. But if it's a boy, it's fine. And that the constitution needs to be rewritten. And yeah. I'm like, how much money does... How do you sell that? How do you sell your voice? I don't get how someone sells their voice where they're like, okay, for a million dollars, I'll say up is down. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. Well, I actually, the some of the funny things I follow on like Instagram, for instance, are either animal accounts because that's just really good natured. You can't have animals being, uh, I don't know. The animals don't change with time. I also follow a couple like other YouTubers that, or I think it's made for a way younger audience, and I just am really immature. Well, uh, that's another but, thing that happens when you're pregnant and breastfeeding. You you literally have a slight drop in IQ. I'm not saying that to be a 
No, but it's true. Like you become like a little retarded. It's all good. I've heard that too. It's no, but you've like told me that. Brain. You've told yeah. me that. You're like, I can't think right now. Yeah. That's why yeah. you need strong males. And that's why you don't send women back to work right after pregnancy or when they're pregnant or when they're breastfeeding. It's like, it, it's hell on them. They, they, their calorie, your brain is 25% of your calorie consumption. 25%. So if your body is making like milk or human, it's going to not be able to pump up your brain as much. And then the way feminism works is they're like, oh, well, men, men are going to think for the women. It's like, no, it's called protect and serve. It's protect and serve, you whore of Babylon. <laughs> All right, you want me to read some PayPals? Yeah, I think Charlie's going to amp up again here soon. Uh, we'll we'll get it going. have to nurse him again. Uh, we'll start from just uh, today for the last couple of hours. All right. Big Bear, brutal honesty bear here. Uh-oh, this could be intense. I didn't know how else to get in touch with you. I tried your messenger account, but didn't think you checked. I don't really. So I'll just tell you, it's refreshing to see another alpha male who believes in truth and sees the world the way I do. Keep up the good work, brother. Oh, thank you, refreshing, brutal honesty bear. I thought you were about to do a big takedown. But I, I had my, uh, my, my secret weapon over here, though. Hey, Owen, Tranny Bear here. Been listening, but been a while. Uh, you can hold him if you want. Uh... Want to comment on the Jewish question? Here we go. Here's your guy, sidekick bear. I know a secular Jew who believes in and supports Israel, pro-self-defense, etc. He gets it. He's a member of the local synagogue, but he says he's not religious. Fine. I don't want people like... All right, one second. OT... (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing proud because she sees my personality doesn't change. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because you get so like... You just... uh... You get so like wound up sometimes that you just you get so distracted. <laughs> I know. O T O H is rabbi who I also know is almost the opposite. The rabbi is anti-gun, a globalist, loans the synagogue to the local muzzies. Uh, all right, I, I think I know where you're where you're coming at here. Uh, it's about values. That's why I say that I know moral atheists, even though I think atheism leads to moral decay and madness. Uh, you can be a secular Jew, and if you believe in, in someone's uh, freedoms and rights and family and nation and all that stuff, that's absolutely fine. Like, that's the whole reason that I'm so anti-genocide. is like you can't, you can't take a demographic and want to wipe them off the planet and think that your problems will be solved. That never works ever, and it's been attempted a lot. A lot more than we want to admit. And we're in a very, very prosperous time where we can sit around and spiral about stuff that seems like nonsense at the time, but then when the fires start blazing, like right now the Arc of Triumph in Paris is on fire. It's on fire. Like people are burning down Paris. I'm so glad that we didn't join the Paris Accords. Hey buddy, daddy's crazy. Isn't, I thought it was made of stone. Metaphorically, like surround, there's flames around it. Okay. (laughs) All right, moving on. Thank you for your letter though. I'm I'm glad that you asked that because I don't believe in... um, I don't believe in demographic group uh, shame. So if you're a Jew and you don't believe in God, it's all good as long as you don't, you're not a globalist, you don't try and take away guns, you don't try and limit free speech, you're not operating in some secret shadow like cabal, uh, you know, aimed at the long-term degradation of my way of life, all good. But if any of those other things aren't that way, then, you know, According to him, you should, you should be wiped off the planet. 
All right. You know. Charlie's really enjoying looking around your office. What oh, yeah. Think? Charlie's having a blast. What do you think? What do we got here? You like the bright lights? Do you have a P.O. box? My mother, Nana Coco Bear, would like to send you and your wife handmade bear blanket. Also, I have some gardening books. Cheers. God bless. And thank you for standing on your square. Yeah, it's uh, P.O. Box 727, Gig Harbor, Washington, 98335. I don't remember zip codes. I'm surprised you remembered the P.O. Box finally. It's because it's an airplane. Burn. 727. 727. All right. Hey, BB, could you do a shout out to my uh, 2A earring business, wifeysweapons.com? Love what you do. I just That's shouted cool. it out. Oh, yeah. Again, I can't reiterate this enough. Support each other because there's only enough hours in the day for me. I can't even get to half of these. Attest to the fact that I work a lot. Oh, he works all the time. Like, there's no we way I can. Have, sometimes we have to have conversations about, like, stopping. You have to stop work at a certain time of day or else he'd go all day. Right. So just trust me. When I'm telling you guys this, it's not because I don't want to do it. It's, it's because it's not sustainable. Like, I'll literally work myself to death. Like, we've literally had talks about like working myself to death. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so when you guys have each other's businesses or each other's YouTubes or websites, please support each other. That way this is sustainable and it can grow. It can't all come from me that like, I'm a good center point. I'm not an idol. And I know that sounds oddly arrogant to say like, I'm no hero. Like it's almost like a Jim Acosta thing. It's true because people are so accustomed in this beast system to put anybody with a big following or on TV or in movies or something elevated. That's, that's a terrible instinct and it's leading to a lot of problems. So, and I see people do that with me. Uh, don't do that. Like you can see me as a positive role model, uh, you know, someone to look up to in ways, someone to look down to in ways, someone who needs to be educated. Either way, it's all good. Don't make false idols. And there's a reason that's so uh, hammered home in the Bible. Uh, it leads to just really bad stuff. And we're seriously trained like Amy Schumer. She was so excited to meet Amy Schumer because she was, she had been elevated, you know, and she was funny at the time, but she, th that was before the, the leather special and before all the tweets and before all the, the political activism and all that. Like I've been saying this for a while. I used to like Amy Schumer. That's why I know I used to like uh, Chelsea Handler. Remember I used to do Chelsea Handler show back in the day. I used to be on a round table. She was just kind of like this, this drunk, kind of promiscuous, funny, self-deprecating. Yes, yes, sidekick bear, she's a Jew, we all know that. But then she became like evil and there's no other way to describe it. Love? Yeah, no other way. Yeah, she was just like a, a nice person back in the day. All right, this is from Alex. Hey, Big Bear and fam, young guy from Vancouver here. Oh, I'm doing a show January 25th in Vancouver. Google it to get the, the link. Vancouver, uh, Canada. Vancouver, Canada. Don't it's, know if that's, it's uh, the first show Vancouver, that, that I've been booked at outside of like PragerU or uh, our own bookings. And, and Amy at first didn't want me to do shows in Canada because she was scared I was going to get arrested. But I think it'd be hilarious. They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't be able to keep me. We can make a whole thing out of it. Mm -hmm. I know people that know Trump. We can get Twitter going. <laughs> All right. I came across your content a few months ago and I have to say it's given me tons of hope. I just bought tickets for myself and my girlfriend for your show in January. Ah, oh, sweet. She loves your work too. Keep fighting the good fight, brother. Can I be verified as Outside Bear? Cheers. Welcome, Outside Bear. 
You want to say welcome outside, Bear? Welcome outside, Bear. That's awesome. This is from Jason. Thank you, Jason. That's very generous of you, buddy. A little honey for the jar. I sent you a not-so-quick note at whydidntheylaugh at gmail.com. Jason, uh, hoping to get verified. I need your bear name, buddy. Law Dog? Uh, welcome, Law Dog. Welcome, Law Dog Bear. I will look up your email and I will respond. Thank you, buddy. You're the, you're the best. All right. Let's see here. Hey, me and Owen. Barry Garcia here. Hilarious bear name. I want to know if you are willing, how you both parent, and if there is a general philosophy of technique behind it. I'm planning on proposing to my girlfriend in the next three months and thought it would be a great idea to start understanding the kind of father and parent I want to be. Any advice would be great. Oh, P.S., if you ever need help with the South African farm idea, I grew up on a farm in Italy oh, cool. wow. and actually still manage my family farm there so I can give you some ideas on where to start at least. That's can awesome. Can we visit? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, Vox Day hit me up recently about a, a European tour. That'd be cool. Um, by the way, though, like if, if you're already thinking about being a great father and husband now, or, yeah, uh, you're going to succeed at it 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 really just there's no right technique it's just being consistent and caring consistent is very important yeah so you'll because caring caring will happen there's no way around that like there's it's the most primal feeling you'll have but consistent is important it's kind of like you have to be able to let your kid cry consistent but i i think caring sometimes you can lose that You, you can sometimes lose what is perceived as caring to the other person explain you know how sometimes like owen is always the one that helps us stay really communicative even in times when we might be disagreeing or we're just kind of off uh with our um relationship if he's always the one that's like we need to sit down and talk about this and sometimes i'm just like oh you know like i love you like it's all good but he's like no like we need to sit and make sure that we don't get off track here because i think uh if if other people, like if, if Owen's, if I'm getting into habits that don't show that I care, it can lead to bad. So I think as long as you stay and vice consistent versa. and you're, you're, you show that you care consistently too, like that's, that's all that matters. Because you have to understand like, like different people perceive different things as disrespectful or acts of love or acts of indifference. And just saying I love you and not addressing problems is. It's, it's almost like brush it's a uh, putting a rug over dirt or it's literally an avoidance mechanism Sweeping and it under the rug that's it, what i meant to say putting a rug over dirt there's people getting divorces <laughs> that love each other granted i think that's insane like divorce is just never put it on the table like burn your own ships why am i using war analogies for it for marriage but like <laughs> all right. there's no plan b have you noticed that I, I talk like I'm yelling sometimes and my mom gets it? Like I got my mom's the same no, way. No, I've never noticed. I know, <laughs> I've but never, you can share it with I've the people. I've never told you that I think I'm going deaf in my left ear from listening from driving with you and you being on speakerphone. Like I think I don't have as much hearing in this ear because you just yell. <laughs> well, I like my mom would be like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Like it's the Germans. Yeah. All right, hey, BB, I've been watching you on YouTube for a while now. It's like, we always sound like we're scolding. Yes, you're just stern. <laughs> so stern. Yeah. And I'm like the giggly, like, happy one. Yeah. It's like the BFG. That's why I love the BFG by Roald Dahl. It's a big, friendly giant. 
Because it's like he's a giant to most people, but in the giant world, he's a bit of a soy boy. <laughs> All right, ABB, I've been watching you on YouTube for a while now, and the things you say have really helped me put things into perspective. I think it's great what you're doing, and I hope this continues for many years to come. It's great to have someone that talks about real issues that we all face in today's society. Me and my wife are about to start our journey as parents, and although at times I'm really nervous, I'm also so excited to become a father. Getting a firsthand view of what it's like for you and your wife uh, starting and building a family has been great inspiration. God bless you and your wife, Amy, and your sons. Thank you. Congratulations. That's very exciting. I think that's more as a father. Yeah, yeah, but I like when you talk, though. I talk all the time. The people want to hear you talk more than me right now because they get plenty of the bear. I flood the market with gold to the point where they don't even realize it's still gold, but it's all right. It's for your own good. Yeah, I think the congratulations to you. I, I don't really see much question in there, but um, it, it's a wonderful journey. What advice can you give this young man? I, I feel like I've kind of already said it. Just, you know, just stay caring and consistent <laughs> yeah the video of caring and consistent that should be the name of this episode the video of walter picking a flower for amy gets me Aww. pretty um well i'll use the sexual thing here uh oh hits me bro hits me pretty hard he wrote gets and i can tell by the tone yeah, yeah. i was about to be like eh. yeah i was about to not read it and then i realized that he didn't mean it the, the way it's written yeah the, <laughs> the video of Walter picking the flower for Amy hits me pretty hard because as a kid raised by a single mother, I picked a flower from my mom when I was a kid and she threw it away because she said it was a weed. Oh. I've never told that to anybody, but I'm telling you and Amy because Amy's a way better mom than what I grew up with. Amy, you're great. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry that you have that memory. You sound like a, a good person though, so <laughs> it... Just always, what I always like to, to remember is, you know, all of our experiences make us who we are today. And if you seem like a very nice person to even think of that memory in that way. So she raised a good person. So just always remember that. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're, you don't want to give her credit though, if she didn't do anything though. You may be a good person in spite of your horrific mother. Mm -hmm. All right. Two more and then she we're out. She may not be horrific. She called it a weed. Might have been a one-time thing. No, Amy, don't do, don't defend bad people. Okay. <laughs> All right. Excuse you. Big Bear, it's so refreshing. This is from Amanda. To finally have someone so intelligent willing to dive into some of these hard truths of today. By the way, Amy can attest I'm going right up the list. I'm not just picking the nice ones. All right. Uh, it's an incredibly brave thing to do now, nowadays more than ever. Your honest, honesty is... Also, incredibly refreshing to see. I appreciate all the sacrifices you and Amy have made in order to do, uh, in order to be a light of truth in our society. It's more important than you may ever know. One question for you regarding your shows. I've been so excited to go to the, S the Salt Lake City show, but my childcare option flaked out on me last night. I'm having trouble letting go. How much of an ass? It's always oh, a baby. How much of an asshole move would it be for me to take my toddler to the show? Take him. It's all good. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I, I will swear at points. I also, the Salt Lake City show is in a venue where they may not let that, because it's, it's actually like a, a venue venue. Yeah, a lot of ours you can take kids to because we'll like rent out random places. If You'll you die can. laughing when you see where some of these are. Yeah, so it's like, the, just some of the other places it, it would be cool, but the Salt Lake City one, it might be 
it may be tough to get a toddler in there. I yeah, and we can I always refund you too. If yeah. You, yeah, that's no problem. And if we don't write back at first, just just keep writing. Like, we will. Or unbearablecomedy at Gmail. Yeah, and then I can even respond to you. All right, lastly, a verification request. My oldest son, who is actually the one who initially found and introduced me to you, Big Bear. Oh, that was nice of you. He would like to be Anime Bear. Welcome, Anime Bear. And Mama here would like to be Manda Bear. Welcome, Manda Bear. You want to welcome Manda Bear? Welcome, Manda Bear. Thanks again, and God bless you, Amy Walter and Will Charlie. With love, Manda Bear and Four Cubs. That was a beautiful note. I, I, I hope we can make this work. So oh, did you puke? Oh, I thought All right, you really puked. Last one. Last one, then we'll, get, we'll, we'll go get our, our firstborn. Hey, Big Bear, thanks for all you do. You've given me a lot to think about with the history lessons and music lessons. Wondering when you're going to get the address for the SLC show. Amy already sent out a mass email. I did. I sent out a mass email to whatever you use on PayPal to log in. Um, I sent that out, I think, on Thursday. No, wait, what day is it? Sunday? It must have been Friday. Thursday or Friday I sent out an email. So if you bought them after that then you may not have gotten the email and i'll do another email to recent ticket purchasers purchasers someone said lucky bastards get verified by amy someone else said uh you're not going to idaho pretty bent out of shape well we discussed that what do, what do you think do idaho yeah i was thinking after vegas on the way home i might be able to pull off idaho but i need we need venues mm -hmm. and christmas season is a somewhat difficult time to get venues. yeah it's really hard to get venues everywhere it was so booked with like pageants or like corporate events so uh, I felt pretty lucky to get the, the venues we did at this during this month. Someone said baby bear puking because of the Amy Schumer talk. I know. Sorry, guys. I didn't catch it. So if he was <laughs> spitty for a while, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, someday Owen will read my five cent super chat. I will right now. Hang on. Uh, Nimmer, yeah, just said we did all of Texas. I'll read your five cent super chat. It's just, you got to understand. It's like if you have tons of super chats you have to go higher first or else you're kind of a jerk um but just because you said that i will read your five cent super chat because you can send five cent super chats it's just hang on where is it where's your five cent super chat i'm afraid i was just for all right freddie bear unn lunar correspondent apologies for the long silence but shortly after arriving on the oh this is funny he's got a comedy thing here uh, <laughs> apologies for the long silence, but shortly after arriving on the moon, we were attacked by the Illuminamish. For the last several months, we've been fighting a nonstop running battle across Oceanus Pro... I can't read. Procellarium? Procellarium? We've settled into a tense stalemate after we managed to dig in in the rim of Kepler Crater. I've had a lot of time to think while sitting on guard duty, so I wanted to try out a joke I've been working on. I've sent you my last nickel. I've been a hoarder for years... And my drug of choice was always nickels. I had two tons of nickels stacked up in my garage, but after listening to you talking about family and responsibility, I decided to get my life together. And so I am symbolically sending you my last nickel. Uh, in hindsight, the first sentence sounds very different without any context. I hope I didn't make you spiral too badly, Big Bear. I think this might be one of those jokes that's way funnier in my head. Anyway, if you ever hear from me again, it means the Illuminamish took me out. Best wishes, Freddie Bear. Thoughts? I don't understand it. <laughs> no, I think we just witnessed a full lifespan in one super chat. Like he's he's on the moon. By the way, I'm gonna do a whole episode. I don't think we went to the moon. Okay. Love. What do you think? I uh, I know there's 
Isn't there something about like the flag waving? Or uh, none of that stuff. Enough? It's this radiation belt that we still don't have technology to get past. But this is the kicker. Hmm. None of the tapes, none of the information, none of the uh, log data is available because they quote unquote either lost it or taped over it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty suspicious. They, they reused the tapes to record something like <laughs> the newest episode of Friends. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're, we're, it's right out of South Park. It's like, sorry, <laughs> we're really sorry. Yeah. I don't think we went to the moon. Because there was, no, I swear to God, they said they taped over it. They said they taped over the moon landing. The solar radiation requires six feet of uh, lead shielding. It's all nonsense. Hmm. I'm not good on PayPal. How do you get the super chat? Uh, PayPal.me slash feed the bear, and then you get to write a little note. Uh, because remember when they first took out my super chat, how how hard my our income dropped yeah it went down real fast but we're not but we're not going back to it because we got to make them bleed yeah i've i've always thought we should stick with paypal through and through because it's just more direct and youtube doesn't get a cut yeah we're uh we're spiteful people sometimes all right last one i think i read this one yeah hang on And yeah. the other nice thing about PayPal is people can super chat even on, not on the live stream necessarily. Yeah, any time of the day, I, there's a good chance I won't write back because I, I it's really complicated writing back without the PayPal app open, and even then it gets a little wacky. But I'll be able to read whatever you want to write me. Yeah. Um, I just think that's nice for people who can't, who are like working during it and like do want to like send uh, a message and. I've seen you read some from like the night before. Captain Cutler's hysterical. Great, great dude. Long-term trust. Love him. But could also be wicked, wicked intense. It's like Jason, that like my brother that way. He just goes, stop calling it Super Chat, man. <laughs> what do you want so to call it? So what should we call it? Now? What do we call it? Uh, salmon or honey. I call it honey sometimes, like the, the bear stuff. Where it's like, throw me some honey. Mm-hmm. But it's also a chat. It's like... What about um, a honey message? A sticky message? Nah, a weird. sticky message? Uh, what should we call it? Feed bear chat? Well, you just, you uh, naturally call it PayPal's. I know, but I don't want to, we should call it some bear, bear, droppings. bear droppings. That's funny. Salmon chat. Uh, if the earth was flat, it would be easy to, all right, I'm not going down that road. Uh, what should we call it? And then we'll get out of here. Chit chat. You know the history of chit chat? Uh-uh. Do you know uh-uh. World War One? Chits are little, are little uh, oh. bugs, and so when the soldiers would uh, pick them off, pick them off, they call it, and they talk, they call it chip chat. A tip is is what it is. And if you like the stream, we're not sponsored by any uh, ads. Uh, remember when we we do ads way back in the day, and and my choice not to do ads. Yeah, like way back in the day. I remember when we were in. When you first started, why didn't they laugh? Back in Marina Del Rey, way long yeah. time ago, you'd have me read some ads. And you'd always tell me you sound so tired on them. And no, like, but you sounded tired. You sounded good though. <laughs> I was saying it not. Uh, some somebody said honey smacks. That's a funny one. Shekels is kind of funny. A Jew actually sent me actual shekels. Made me laugh. Uh, sticky notes, tip chat, fat chat, honey pot. Honeygram. Sounds druggy, Coddington. 
Bear scat. I don't like shit stuff. I like actually kind of hate toilet humor. Uh, uh, I think honey. Honey hole? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. What about honey smacks? That's, ha- it sounds druggy. Uh, honey gram? Call it? Honeycomb. Honey gram. Honey grams. Bear coins. He really wants that microphone. Bear tip. Bear crumbs. <laughs> but that's it kind of demeans me a little bit though. Like that you're throwing crumbs at me. I don't I don't think I I mean someone just threw a nickel at me, you know. Conspiracy coins is funny. Honey drops, feed the bear. Feed the bear is good, but there's a blueberries. Well, what do you think? We we get we're getting inundated. I think something with honey. Honey pot. That's what you I just think Throw a tip ever, in the honey pot. Whatever you naturally say, you should say cuz you're just going to keep saying. Re- remember it. when I used to take honey pot when I when when um people would uh would I would write original songs yeah. for people and they would tip whatever they thought it was worth. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. It was we great. called it a tip jar. You even you she did the illustration of it. It was like a, a tip jar. Did I? You did. I don't remember doing that. It's all right. Do you want any uh, any final uh, stories or insights or anything you want to tell the people? I don't think so. Is there any th- any questions for Amy before we roll? Like anything? Honeypot is a shitter in, a f- in the film industry. I don't care about the film industry. Honey money. I, I like honeypot. Throw a tip in the honeypot. And if you enjoy what you're watching, it's it's completely crowdfunded. PayPal.me slash feed the bear. That also goes to the production of more specials, more everything. Why is she so awesome? Asked Death by Tiger. Because I married an awesome man. No, you can answer though. Why do you think you're awesome? I don't know. That's such a like a awkward thing to answer. Because by answering it means that I think I'm awesome. And Some... I have enough self-confidence to know I'm cool, but I don't think I'm necessarily awesome. Someone said, uh, you're, you're so pretty, what are you doing with Owen? That's weird also. Yeah, but... Well, I love Owen, and I think he's super hot. He's like yeah. Tell them all physically tell, the man of my dreams. I never thought I'd get a guy. You don't need it. this. Is, this is masturbatory. We don't need to do this. But th- I appreciate well, that's that. That's how time. I feel. I know, but I I feel like I set that up for like a big. Well, that's just. I was the just truth, getting though. angry though. Like when I saw Owen on the street, I was immediately attracted to him, and I saw him first before he saw me, and then the next time I saw him, I made sure to snag him. <laughs> she really did snag me. Uh... Because I get that a lot. I get people saying, like, how did you get someone so much better looking than you? I don't think you guys are. It'll no, be that's true. You're very beautiful. Okay, well, thank you. Now, I feel that sometimes, but I don't get insecure about it because I'm usually, like, I have a live, I have, like, a giant bear on my shoulder. Like, <laughs> how am I not attractive? But, I, you know, I, I have bitch hips. We all know I have bitch hips. Uh, fructose funds. Amy was the first height supremacist. You are a height supremacist. Yeah. Yeah. Most men don't find men attractive. I mean, not the intellectual dark web. Those guys, they'll suck and ah, I'll stop. All right. What are you thinking about uh, the teen years? For, all right. Uh, I just want a real quick one. Owen has a huge pianist. Well, that's the name of my website, huge pianist, but it's a, it's a pun be- uh, what song do you, what, what, what songs do you like? Can I play you a song? Mm, did you ever figure out Love Love's Dream? I did, and then I forgot it. Okay, then I don't. Uh, what do you guys want to hear? Comments. What do you guys want to hear? Honey jizz. <laughs> yeah, IDW is for figs. Play some Slayer. 
Uh, honeypot, bad idea, check Urban Dictionary. What is it? I feel like there's Urban Dictionary makes everything crude. Urban Dictionary probably says Owen means like dickhole. It does. I mean, it says Amy means something else. It's just like every, everything is. Clearly, it's like a cool. Let's close with Desperado. <laughs> Desperado. What's a honeypot? Gunner's Dream. I can play that. I love that song. Good, good, good request. Pink Floyd's Final Cut. Great, great album. Oh, Celine Dion. So, Gunner's Dream. Let's do that. Do you, have you ever heard Gunner's Dream? I don't think so. I don't think you can hear the keyboard, though, can you? I, um, As I'm I playing right now? can. All right, this is by... Is it in your headphones? Yeah, that's why I'm wearing this thing in my ear. I'm not just is like... I'm not an Armenian car... Uh, I'm not an Armenian car salesman. This is... There's a reason for this. But it, am I only hearing it from your headphones? Yeah. It's up really high. Well, we're going to do... It's up really high? I can hear it pretty well. Listen, I always knew you were a bat. But <laughs> I think you're deaf. <laughs> deaf. I, I'm deaf, deaf. All right, Gunner's Dream. <laughs> I'm a bat. <laughs> you're a bat. Remember uh, Russell when he was talking about how his wife is saying that he mumbles? Oh, my and gosh. She thinks, and he thinks that she's deaf. Yeah, she, she made, she made, okay, our, our friends, the wife made the husband go to speech therapy because she thought he mumbled too much and was like losing his and he said it was because he was losing his hearing i don't know it was no, really funny she was saying that he mumbles and he had to go to a speech pathologist yeah but she was like he was like i don't mumble i, I legit think she's going deaf but he, he didn't want to argue with her so he went to a speech therapist <laughs> oh, yeah. he's great it's so funny yeah he's one of the good jews that's right sidekick bear all right so uh Email me or comment on here uh, parody lyrics to Christmas music. Like, I'm dreaming of some white privilege or the 12 triggers of Christmas. I'll put that on the album. Uh, yesterday we were doing Do You Hear What I Hear? No, I don't. You're schizophrenic. Could you deck the halls or. Uh... Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I like Oh Christmas Tree. That was me and my family used to sing. Christmas songs around a tree with no with no ornaments on it. Man, my fa yeah. Did it have lights on it? Yeah, we we would get. I'm not gonna I like. I think a tree with no lights would be kind of sad, but. I no, it was a very warm, amazing moment yeah, in my I think childhood. Like singing together is very warm. All right. Floating down. All right. So. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna sing this and then we're gonna hit the like button and share. Spit up on me. Hi, Charlie boy. This is about. It's called Gunner's Dream. You'll get it. It's it's just a beautiful song. Floating down, 
clouds Memories come rushing up to meet me now But in the space between the heavens And the corner of some foreign field I had a dream I had a dream Goodbye, Max. Goodbye, Ma. After this service, when you're walking slowly to the car, and the silver in her hair shines in the cold November air, you hear the tolling bell and touch the silk in her pal. And as the teardrops rise to meet the comfort of the Take her frail hand and hold on to the dream. I'll do a, a abbreviated version. A place to stay, enough to eat. Somewhere old heroes shuffle safely down the street where you can speak out loud about your doubts and fears. And what's more, no one ever disappears. You never hear their standard issue kicking in your door. You can relax on both sides of the tracks. And maniacs don't blow holes in bandsmen by remote control. And everyone has recourse to the law. And no one kills the children. No one kills the children anymore. And uh, the last part here, it goes. Night after night, going round and round my brain. His dream is driving me insane. In the corner of some foreign field, a gunner sleeps tonight. What's done is done. We cannot just write off his final scene. Take heed of the dream. Take heed of the dream. I, just real quick about this song. I think it's about, it's so applicable to what's happening right now in the EU. It's, um, it's about the dream of a man who's, who's dying, like a martyr, a soldier, someone who's fighting for freedom, and as he's falling to earth, uh, to the corner of some foreign field, which is um, a reference to a poem from World War I, the Great War. And uh, so floating down through the clouds, memories come rushing up to meet me now. Like, it, that, that's such a powerful image of like the, the ground death coming to meet you as the memories come. Um, I had a dream. And then goodbye, Max. Goodbye, Ma. I'm curious to know if Roger Waters' his father's, his grandfather's name was Max. I don't know. After the service, when you're walking, so the, all right, you got all that. So this is the dream. A place to stay, enough to eat. Somewhere old heroes shuffle safely down the street. 
where you can speak out loud about your doubts and fears. Right now, the UN is making it illegal to question migration. So, where you can speak out loud about your doubts and fears. And what's more, no one ever disappears. You'll never hear their standard issues kicking in your door. You can relax on both sides of the tracks and maniacs don't blow holes and bandsmen by remote control. Drones. This is before drones even were out. And everyone has recourse to the law, due process, and no one kills the children anymore. No one kills the children anymore. Night after night going round and round my brain, his dream is driving me insane. It's the guilt It's the guilt and the obligation and the shame that comes from not fulfilling the goals and the dreams of people from your culture and your community that died fighting for it. And, you know, that's why I feel so much obligation in a lot of these arenas is because people in my family have literally died for freedoms. You know, my family came to America in 1710 and just pulled it out of prairie. And for me to just sit around and just be like, but I want more likes on Facebook was was deeply troubling. Like it, it made me feel um, pathetic. And so I won't do that. That's a really good perspective to have. Do you have any ideas on it? No, I just, I never thought of it that way. And you're right. You know, people did sacrifice for what we have today. Oh, someone referenced the IRA bombing in Hyde Park as far as bandsmen by remote control. That's interesting. You want us trying to normalize invasion. Well, UN is trying to uh, uh, get rid of nations. You know, it's it's not since the Magna Carta has there been an attack like this. And I want to do a whole episode just on all the events of 2001. You know, 2001, a space odyssey, but it's 2001 was when everything changed. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers got replaced by American Idol. Uh, we 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 had this insane deal with China. 9-11, it was just boom, 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 boom. All the setups to just uh, to just this, this domination. And, and if you guys want to email me or comment on this, anything I should look up for what happened in 2001, because it's weird how these millennial markers will march like massive changes. Mm. And um, we find solace in faith in, in more than ourselves and also... Uh, uh, trying to figure out how to be self-sufficient and growing a strong family because it people think like preppers are are these paranoid weirdos when in fact I think that if you prepare if you like people call me a gun nut I rarely shoot guns I shoot guns sometimes with buddies or something but like it's just important to have that security to have fresh water to have tons of chicken uh food with calcium. I got some great advice from you guys about crushing up their own eggs because they don't want to eat their own eggs, but all right, all that. But uh, how do you feel about that, about how us trying to get into uh, homestead farming and rainwater? Um, I do, do, what, what was that about crushing up eggs, though? Oh, uh, that if you if you crush up their own eggs into like a fine, yeah, yeah they'll eat it. Okay. I, I was under the impression, though, that they'd already absorbed the nutrients... I don't know. So if that's a real thing, though, you can do the eggs. Crushed oyster shells, too. Oh. I know oyster shells. I just didn't know if, if eggs, uh, if the shell, if, if they already took the nutrient. I don't know. But you could recycle it like that. Okay. I'll just address this. This is the 80th time. Are you going to talk to Crowder about your new revelations on Peterson? Listen, guys. I, I'm just going to answer this one time, and I'm not going to make this a whole thing. I get that it's a valid question, but it's not really. Grown-ups. Grown-ups don't have to agree on stuff. When I'm with Crowder, 
the last thing in the world I want to talk about is my opinions on other dudes. It just isn't important. I make videos, he makes videos. We talk about comedy, about family, about faith, about food, about cigars, about uh, pipe pipes, about like, just all kinds of stuff, about Canada, about writing jokes, piano. All, like That's what's important. Like my things on Peterson, I, it'll pass. Like, I just want people to know because I have an obligation to tell people because I promoted him to so many people. I don't like what Peterson's doing. I think it's dangerous. Crowder could literally love him and it doesn't take away from anything and it doesn't matter. Like, the last thing that matters, this isn't friendship tribal shit. That's how women act. That's how women act. And, like, we, me and... It, me and several friends, I know this is the nature of the internet. That's why I want to address it because on the internet, it's almost like when you do have these like friends sharing opinions and doing all that, you see like um, crossover and things that don't line up and people want to figure it out. It doesn't matter. Like when you're talking to someone like me or Crowder or there's just a lot of people, we don't gossip. We don't care. We don't sit around slandering people or talk about how we really don't like someone. There's so many more important things to talk about. And the discipline in, uh, in the Lauderworth Crowder family and in the company is, you, you can't imagine it. You know, it's like you're, you write in the morning, like I wake up at six in the morning, like when, we're, when we come back, I wake up at 5.30, we write from six to eight, you know, then they start shooting sketches um, he starts working on his, what we call the meat segment, which is like the, 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 the thing that matters the most, you know, the, the big chunk and they have to do the photoshops. They have to do the costumes. They have to find the locations all. And then you have to shoot it and shoot it well. And if it's not uh, good enough, we, we reshoot it. And then you have people if like, for some reason we're late or he's late, uh, live streaming or a day he can't live stream. People like complain, even though we're reshooting something to make it even better for people. Like the last thing is like, how do you feel about Jordan Peterson? You know, a lot of this starts with, um, a lot of this starts because I, I respond to you guys, like what you care about. There's a, one of the reasons that I, I talk about certain things a lot more than others is because I'm literally getting live feedback from a chat. Uh, that's, that's it. And then it just goes. But anyway, we're going to wrap this up. So uh, uh, I'll be live on the Stone Floss for my live channel. Yeah, check out Jamie Deluxe, D-L-U-X, uh, the Stone Floss for live channel. He's, uh, he's really good, and he's, he's, he's courageous, and he's, uh, you can tell he's not lying. And that's my most important criteria in a human being. The reason I got so vitriolic about Peterson is because I found out he was intentionally being extremely deceptive, like L. Ron Hubbard-level deceptive. And like, I, I think Scott Adams has a great podcast. He's an atheist. He's pro-choice. He thinks this is all simulation. There's things that me and him disagree with on fundamental levels, but he's very upfront about who he is. He's intelligent. He's a great resource. The Peterson thing is because I have a bit of a thing about like my dad and uh, academics becoming their own gods and being able to lie and it's fun let's just let's just move past it i'm getting sick of talking about jordan peterson to be honest with you 
I, fi- I, I find it, and I know that it's interesting to certain people when they see like feuds and stuff, but this isn't the real house bears of, you know, Washington state. It's let's talk about more interesting stuff moving forward. And that, that brings us to exactly two, um, two hours. And that was a lot of fun. So hit the like button, share hugepianist.com for the last few tickets. Phoenix sold out again after adding 50 tickets. So that's going to be jam packed. Uh, Denver sold out. Uh, Vegas is, I think there's 10 tickets left and I have some buddies there, so we'll make it work. But if you want that, get it now. And, uh, Salt Lake, we still have a few, we still have tickets left because I did two shows just to make sure I, I, I didn't want anyone to not be able to go. I should have gotten bigger venues for all the places, but, um, you know, I have a really low self-esteem and I don't always know how many people like me, you know, Albuquerque is two thirds full, which is more than I thought because I've never performed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, more like old gay-sico. And uh, paypal.me slash feed the bear if you want to throw uh, a tip into the honeypot. I don't give a shit if honeypot means sexual blackmail on, uh, on uh, Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary does not control my language. People told me gay, uh, bears mean like fat gay guys. That isn't bears. That's like what a small group of psycho people think bears mean are fat, leather-clad gay guys. No, that doesn't mean I'm not still a bear. A honeypot does not mean sexual blackmail. It's a pot full of fucking honey. So paypal.me slash feedthebear if you want to uh, throw a tip in the honeypot. If you don't, your finances are most important. Do not ever tip me if you have any hard times whatsoever at all you're more important than that because broke people like socialism and socialism leads to starvation and genocide and uh yeah and let's think about starting a farm bringing in south africans not making it a cult and uh yeah central eastern washington all right much love everybody i hope you enjoyed amy amy is uh obviously like the love of my life and just a wonderful person and, and she can be shy on camera but I asked her to do it, and, uh, and she did, and I think she did a pretty fantastic job just chatting about motherhood and whatnot because I wanted to bring in a, a more human, feminine element to my stream because I know sometimes I can be just walking, talking testosterone. So, um, yeah, much love to my wife, Amy, Charlie, Walter, and uh, you guys because you guys make this happen. And much love to uh, the Gunner's Dream. And fuck the EU and fuck the UN. And, uh, yeah, fuck them all. All right, I love you guys. Uh, Joy not soy. And stay hydrated. And don't let uh, don't let Justin Trudeau bang you in the ass, because he will. He's a butt boy. You want you want me to say it? He's had to pee the whole time. He thinks that he's doing me a favor by not peeing on my back. Oh, he's peeing on my back. No, you can't blame that on the juice. Psychic Bear, you cannot blame the Jews for you peeing on my back.